The Start On Demand. On demand. Tougher restrictions took effect today as Manitoba, all of Manitoba, has entered level red. But there is still some confusion regarding socializing outside the household. When the announcement was made on Tuesday, the message was clear. No socializing outside the household. But now, eh, let's just say it's not quite so clear. We'll speak to two businesses on the opposite side of the coin when it pertains to the new restrictions. We'll talk to my barber at Tony's Barbershop because he has to close. We'll also check in with the Pure Escape on Corridon because massage therapy can continue. And a Brandon grocery clerk has cracked the riddle, solved the mystery on how to open produce bags without licking your finger at the grocery store. I'm Brett McGarry alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry and McNabb. And this is the Thursday, November 12th podcast for The Start. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. You know, I know we're in level red here, but I've got a bit of a level orange situation. Uh, Loren, I mentioned to you that uh, a couple of days ago, because we have uh, a a growing bag of things that have arrived at the station for you, face masks and other from listeners and little people of Manitoba gave us some masks. And I said, the bag is in the studio beside this bag of juice bottles that have been in the studio now for a couple of weeks. I think they came for Richard, but he often brings his bike to work, so he hasn't figured out how to transport these things home safely. So I uh, put my jacket on this little bench beside where I sit, where that bag of juice is, and uh, I went to pick up my jacket, and I'm like, what is happening here? One of the, I guess these juices, they're from Green Carrot. They're from Bobby Khan's place. And uh, one of these juices, like, exploded. I guess they're carbonated or something and (laughs) leaked all over the place. And now my jacket smells like carrot juice. Oh, lovely. (laughs) So that's a, that's, that's, they call that the, uh, attractor, the womanizer. (laughs) The attractor. The attractor. You've just, it's like you just axe body sprayed yourself with carrot juice. Somewhere out there, there's an incredibly fit woman who is honing in on you right now. It it might be uh, Bugs Bunny. You know when Bugs Bunny dresses up like a girl? Yeah. Maybe that's who's coming for you now. Oh, the radar's on. Uh (laughs) So anyway, that's the the kind of day that my morning has gotten off to. So hope, although, and, and when I woke up this morning, for whatever reason, I thought it was, I had it in my head that it was 11 a.m. Like, oh, it's 11 a.m. Why is it so dark outside? And then I looked at the clock and thought, 2.10? What? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that old work thing you got to get up for. Got to go to work today. So, yeah, I mean, it's a weird week. You know, we had that the, the day in the middle of the week that broke things up, and we'll talk more about Remembrance Day in our next segment. But, of course, uh, uh, aside from the fact that I was confused about what day it was, Greg, uh, confusion seems to be abound regarding what is happening with some of the restrictions today. That's right. Uh, last night, you may have been on social media, and the official description, the official rules came down, and I got a text message just before I was getting ready to go to bed last night. I should have set my alarm before I did that. I <laughs> turned off all my alarms so that I wouldn't be woken up at 2.45, 3, 3.15, and 3.30 yesterday. That aside, uh, about uh, 8 o'clock last night, going through the official 25-page, 24-page document from the province of Manitoba talking about what regulations come into effect today at 12.01 a.m., 
and there was a note with regards to households and allowing up to five people outside your household within the regulations. And that set off a Twitter storm, uh, not only from those in the media, Tom Broadbeck at the Free Press, Bartley Kivas at uh, CBC, and uh, Lorenz, some back and forth, uh, in particular between Bart and Dr. Brent Rusin. Well, I, when I looked at the public health order that you sent last night, the one that was just the official statement, I made an assumption, oh, well, this can't have been updated yet. Maybe they just have failed to update it to the current regulations because on Tuesday, Chief Dr. Brent Rusin was very clear that the new critical red level restrictions include social contacts reduced to your household only. Social gatherings are not permitted. That was the very clear language. Do not be hanging out with anyone outside your home. Do not let anyone inside your home who doesn't already live in that home. And then in the public health orders, if you read them, it's a little bit different. It talks about orders. All persons are prohibited from assembling in a gathering of more than five persons at any indoor or outdoor place or premises, and then the case of a gathering at a private re- residence, it goes on to say all persons who reside at that residence are not to be included when calculating the number. So they're still going with this household plus five thing, which which is causing some confusion because to me he was very clear Tuesday it stops. People aren't to come into your house. You're not to go into other people's right. houses. We're not hanging out anymore. This is it. This is the rule, and that discrepancy between what he said and what's actually in the public health order resulted in this exchange of tweets last night and at the end of the day i think the message is is that they can't necessarily enforce all these things and that enforcement and fines should not be the reason why you would do something or would not do something and at the end of the day dr brent rusin tweeted very clearly that quote we don't have time to waste on semantics and legal loopholes stay home that's the message the problem is (laughs) what are people going to hear Yeah, well, and that's just it. Uh, He also said Manitobans don't need a law to do what is right. Restrict your social interactions to your household. Not because you'll be fine, but because it's the right thing to do to fight COVID-19. And I agree with Dr. Rusin 100%. And I know we talk about 110% in sport. However, the most amount of percent you can agree with somebody, I agree with. And if that's 100, then I'm at 100% with Dr. Rusin. But I think, my opinion, that what we've learned over the last several weeks and several months in Manitoba is that we don't necessarily do very well with shades of gray. I know even at Thanksgiving, had I had a, a provincial legislation or rules to point to our family both sides of them would not have gotten together for a thanksgiving dinner on one side we canceled because we felt it was the right thing to do and on the other side of my family we decided it was the right thing to do to get together because there were only uh, eight of us getting together and it was in the quote-unquote rules but a week later my mother-in-law says to me she goes maybe we shouldn't have got together for thanksgiving and i think that's where we find ourselves far too often with the messaging is that we know what the right thing to do is, but we also really, really badly want to get together with one another. And this gives people the excuse to do that, in my opinion. 
Stop looking for the gray, though. And I understand it's there. I think we just have to. I think we're now actively looking for the loopholes. And I just think we need to stop doing that. I said this at Thanksgiving that I do not want to spend another Thanksgiving or another family, typically family celebration the way we did, where I was concerned and stressed. And should we be doing this? And should we not be doing that? I didn't see my grandmother. I didn't hug my grandmother. I didn't haven't seen my most of my family in well over a year. I do not want to get to Christmas and have that same scenario repeat itself out. So I think everybody needs to stop looking for the loopholes loopholes and just as if whether what do you believe in what's happening or not whether you think these restrictions are going to work or not they're in place and he's asking us to try and to really try not go looking for those those loopholes that allow you to say to yourself yeah. oh well this is perfectly fine and don't get me wrong i'm not going to stand here and preach and pretend like i didn't walk those shades of gray a dozen or more times in the past seven months that's not what i'm saying but here we are now what are we going to do The new restrictions, which took effect at 12.01 a.m., specifically as it pertains to gatherings, because there has been some confusion. And, uh, Loren, there has been another update, uh, at least on their website, as of uh, this morning. Yeah, and I think they're just trying to cut through... We try to make it a little bit clearer if they can in terms of what the rules are and aren't. And so, of course, we know retail businesses listed as as critical services. They're the only ones that can really stay open right now, but they have to remain open at 25% capacity. If you're not on that list of critical businesses, then you can still do that e-service, the curbside pickup, all the rest. We know hair salons, barbers, people who do manicures, pedicures, they all have to close. Gyms and fitness centers have to close. Religious and cultural gatherings must close or provide virtual sessions only. And then, of course, restaurants, they've been closed now for a couple of weeks, but can still do the delivery and drive through. The big question that's been asked by a lot of people is about the idea of gatherings or being with people who are outside your home. And so we had said at the top of the hour that it was very clear to us on Tuesday with listening to Dr. Brent Rusin that the rule was you are not supposed to be with anyone outside your household. If I go to the province's main page now, it is updated to say that we are at this critical level. That's the red for the entire province. And here's what it says about social contacts. And you guys tell me if this clears any of this up for you. It says on their main page, social contacts must be reduced to your household only. Social gatherings are not permitted. And gatherings of more than five people from outside a single household will be subject to fines. So I don't know if that makes that much clearer because that reads to me that gatherings of more than five people so you could be your household still plus five is that how you read that greg i don't know <laughs> be honest social yeah. can context must redu- reduce to your household only I, I don't i'm not sure why it doesn't just end there social so gatherings a- are not permitted and gatherings of more than five people from outside a single household will be subject to fines so I, I guess that that does really emphasize that you know you are supposed to be interacting face-to-face uh, with only your household. Like You know, Brett, you're in a unique situation, right? You live on your own. Mm-hmm. Your dad lives on his own. Yep. Does What does this say to you? Are you allowed to go and see your dad? I guess, I, you, I know you won't be. I, at least I don't think you will be under this. Or like, where does that leave you reading that? I don't know. I, it's, it's, social gatherings are not permitted. That's clear. Like, for example, on Tuesday... Uh, Tuesday morning, right around 10.50, that's when Dr. Of course, my computer's fr- freezing up. But that's when Dr. Brent Rusin said it pretty succinctly. No mm-hmm. socializing, period. 
And when I look at this, as you pointed out, if the, the line ends at social gatherings are not permitted, social contacts must be reduced to your household only. Okay, but then gatherings of more than five people from outside a single household will be subject to fine. So does that mean gatherings of under five people are still acceptable if you technically go deeper into this so that's on the main page if you're just looking for the bullet points right and that's where you have the 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 big red stop sign essentially and then all the things that are listed under the public health order if you go deeper into the prevention order and read it as as a sort of a legal speak it says in the case of a gathering at a private residence all persons who reside at that residence are not to be included when calculate calculating the number of persons at the gathering so there's still, as we keep saying, some of that gray area for the plus five rule. And Greg, I think it, it's worth repeating that as a result of this language and the efforts for the province to update it and make it as clear as possible, Dr. Brent Rusin took to Twitter again last night to just try to lay it out as he wants Manitobans to hear it. Yeah, he made it very, very clear on his uh, Twitter and I just had it and then I lost it. Here we go. Uh, it started with... Dr. Brent Rusin saying Manitobas don't need a law to do what is right. Restrict your social interactions to your household. Not because you'll be fined, but because it's the right thing to do to fight COVID-19. Then he quote tweeted his own tweet that I just read to you. We don't have time to waste on semantics and legal loopholes. Stay home was the hashtag he used to stop the transmission of COVID-19. And then one more time... For emphasis, again, stay home to stop the transmission of COVID-19. That's it. That's the message. And you know what? And Hey, let's hear it. Let's heed it. I did some math yesterday, and it's pretty startling. I've doubled and triple-checked uh, this math. I used the population of the United States as, as 330 million for round numbers. I used the population of Manitoba at 1.4 million, which is a little bit of a roundup, but so is the roundup to 330 million for the United States. So it's a factor of uh, one of 235. The U.S. is 235 times larger than Manitoba. We had four 131 cases announced in Manitoba yesterday. That would be the equivalent of 101,000 new cases in the United States. The U.S. had their largest number ever yesterday at 145,000, I believe, but they were right in that 100,000 mark for the better part of the last week, essentially the biggest numbers they've ever had. And here's the startling one. Nine deaths in Manitoba equals 2,115 in the United States. Yesterday, in the USA, they had 1,431. So -hmm. you tell me how we're doing. Yeah, and I don't, I I think it's just, it's clear every single day that we're in a really bad situation. And I cringe now every time those numbers come out. It used to be like you'd hold your breath and hope that we were going down. Now you just get this this pit, this feeling in the pit of your stomach, you know, nine deaths yesterday. It's startling. And I get it. Like it's, it is confusing right now. You know, all sorts of questions on social media, like my kids can go to school, but they can't play with their friends after school, all sorts of things. And I understand that. But I think at the end of the day, he's, he's trying to be really clear that this is it. We're back to where we were in the spring. 
with the exception of the kids being in schools and daycares being open. That's pretty much the only difference. And you're supposed to limit your contacts. I'd like to think that he's trying to give us credit for, say, for example, you have someone in your life that lives alone and you're still, it's giving you some leeway to go visit them because it's really easy for me to say in my household of four, okay, fine, we all get to hang out together. Right. Well, for someone who's single, which is 15% of Manitobans at the very least, I think there's a little bit of leeway there to say, okay, that's hard on someone who lives alone, uh, particularly our seniors who maybe can't get out as much. And so you know, giving credit where credit's due, you can still maybe check in on them. At the end of the day, though, his words are clear. The language in the order is not, which one are you going to adhere to? I know which one I'm going to adhere to. And, and that's the straight and the plain and the simple language. Stay home. Well, and then here's another comment that Rusin made on uh, Tuesday. This was uh, around 12.58 p.m. when he was asked about the question, responding to what about grandparents, adult children, significant others, etc. You know, what, like our advice is um, uh, household, uh, keep your contacts to your household members when all possible. Uh, so if it's, um, you know, an essential visit, you're caring for your parents or uh, child care arrangements, uh, you know, this would be, you know, essential. If it's just to, to socialize, to visit, I would encourage doing so virtually um, uh, for this relatively short period of time. We have to keep our contacts down um, and that protects all those loved ones. Uh, the less contacts they have with others... Uh, the safer they'll be. So again, the language there, and this was on Tuesday, but the the language there is, this is our advice. This is our recommendation. And I think if they, for me, I think if they want to clamp it down, it just needs to be clear. It needs to be a mandate and stop saying things like recommending because that's the kind of language that creates, as Greg pointed out, the shades of gray and uh, just leaves everybody sort of scratching their head wondering, so am I allowed to do this? Am I not allowed to do it? Because that's where I'm at. I'm wondering, am I allowed to go see my dad? Or can I go see a friend? What if you're dating somebody you don't live with? What are, you, are you supposed to stay away from them for the next month? I don't know. Mackling McGarry McNabb, here's the headline at CJOB.com. Manitoba grocery clerk solves mystery of how to open produce bags amid coronavirus. And here's what it sounds like from Sobeys Brandon West. Here's a trick to open your produce bags without licking your finger. Take the end you're supposed to open, which usually has an arrow, put it between your palms, rub it really hard, and the static opens it every single time. Hold on. Genius. You can see it again, cjob.com. We've also linked it to our 680CJOB Instagram story. Loren, you're the one who spotted this, and I think you've lamented on the air before. How am I supposed to do this in the middle of a grocery store with my mask on? What made me realize this, it was the very first time I went out with a mask months ago when I went to go grab some lettuce, I think it was, and I was trying to get the bag open, and I realized, ew, have I been licking my finger for years now to get this bag open, and everyone else is doing the exact same thing? And the row is just filled with all these people grumbling and like trying to get that darn bag open. And so when I saw this, I was like, yes, where has this been all my life? And so we wanted to ask people, have you ever had that moment of like, aha, where someone's showed you a life hack, as we put it, and you've thought, okay, yes, that is going to be like a key difference maker in how I do things. For example, just this summer, my mother-in-law, you know when you have a big bag of chips and people are sharing them? Rolls down the bag. Have you ever seen anyone do that? Yep. Instead of leaving, well, I... Turned it into a bowl, basically. She turned it into a bowl, and I can't tell you the whole night. I'm like, this is just (laughs) terrific. (laughs) Check out this bowl of chips. Like, and she's looking at me like I'm down. You know, I'm struck. What's the matter with you? Like, why don't you know this? But I didn't know. 
I did not know that was a thing to do, and it's genius. I always forget about that, but usually I don't need to. The potato chips, if I have a bag, they don't last long enough for it to have a convenient thing like that. But that is a wonderful idea. And, Greg, you talked about the taco in a bag. Uh, both of you guys talked about the taco in a bag last week. So let's just quickly go around the horn here. Kelly Moore, Jeff Braun, Jeff Forte. Braun. Kelly Moore. Oh, not Kelly Moore. I'm a robot. I'm a, I'm a force of habit. Skylar Peters is here. Let's start with Skylar. <laughs> uh, well, the, the uh, two that I've used most often, I would say, uh, first of all, the rubber band opening like a, a two liter or something that um, is just really tougher if you're like your hands are greasy. Uh, you tie a rubber band around the lid a few times and then it gives you like it's going to grip oh. the lid and it's also going to grip like the inside of your hand or how, however you choose to open it. So it gives you a little more uh, traction. So that one really works well. And then the other one for me uh, that I use uh, maybe more often than I should is if I head to uh, a liquor mart and I grab a case of beer and of course the cases at the liquor mart aren't warm, uh, I wrap a wet paper towel around a couple of them, toss them in the freezer and in about uh, like 10 to 15 minutes they're nice and cold. You don't have to wait yeah? for them to stay cold. Like, it doesn't take like an hour for them to, to chill out. So yeah, that's uh, that one That's one I've used leaving CJOB when uh, the Seattle Seahawks play like right at noon on a Sunday afternoon. That's usually my play. Bron? Hi, this is new to me. Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, for me, I realized a few years ago a good thing to do, and it takes a little bit more effort, but if you've got stuff to do and you want to do it fast, run errands during a uh, stormy weather because people stay inside during stormy weather and the thunderstorm hits or the snowstorm hits and I run to the barber to get a haircut and I go do all my grocery shopping and that sort of thing, go pay my MPI or whatever it is. You know That works well. The other one I do is uh, it's more if given the opportunity, depending on traffic, when I would go to work, Back when I was, you know, going to work and not working at home, I live in Deer Country in Charleswood. If you drive in the left-hand lane instead of the curb lane, you got eight extra feet to slam on the brake when the deer jumps in front of you. Very so smart. that sometimes works. Wow, look at that. In some Charleswood insight. Well done, Jeff Braun. Forte, what about you? Uh, when I pick up, you know, fast food or something that needed to be heated, I turn on my, my uh, heated seat. I don't, know if it, I don't know if it does anything. I do that too. But it, it makes me feel good. It keeps the buns warm and the buns warm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like you put the food on the heated seat? Yeah. Like I don't you, think you, that works. You put it on the I'm seat all on board with Skylar's trick. Your trick is no good. <laughs> I don't know if it does anything, but it makes me feel good. It makes your butt feel pretty warm. Why wouldn't it make your burger feel Yeah. Mm. Mackling 30 seconds. Uh, banana. You know, there's been this thing out where you're supposed to pinch the, it is actually the top, the stem is the bottom, and pinch it, and everybody says, oh, that's how a monkey does it. No, a monkey doesn't do it that way. It is the right way to open the banana, but the truth is, if a banana was ever in possession by a monkey, they would just bite right into it. I went down a way too deep of a dark <laughs> hole researching this this morning, so... Uh, that's the right way to open a banana, not the right reason to open it that way.
Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. In case you're just tuning in and Miss Skylar Peters at the start of 725 Sports, here's what he had to say about small towns. The best small town in Manitoba is Belmont, and it's not even close. That is about 200 kilometers southwest of Winnipeg, says two hours, 17 minutes from the center of Winnipeg to Belmont, Manitoba. So we need you to call us right now at 204-780-6868. We'll tell you why in a second, but call us now to tell us about your favorite small towns. Also, on the subject of life hacks, Jeff Fortier, uh, this actually pertains to you. You talked about your bank statements and you don't have a paper shredder. Well, this listener yeah. says, for a life hack, I can... Uh, you, here's what you do. you uh, To dispose of bank statements and other items with personal information, put the statements in a sink full of water. Once saturated, mush it all back into a pulp, then twist into smaller pieces, throw in garbage. Done. Who needs a paper shredder? So that's an interesting technique. Shredder, though? What's that? Is it as satisfying as the paper shredder? That's my question. I find the shredder very satisfying. It On is. On a bad day, I love to shred stuff. It is It is fun, although it's kind of the, the, the tedious part of the shredder is emptying yes. the shredder. And it's, it gets kind of messy. But you're right. It is fun. It's, it's just such an aggressive way to dispose of something it's not just you're not just tearing it in half you're just tearing it into a thousand little pieces yeah. and Take you inevi- that bank bill <laughs> it is satisfying that way and you're right with regard to emptying it because you inevitably fill it too full yeah and then all the little shards of paper the little bits and tiny strips of paper end up everywhere on your journey to the recycling bin and and yeah i like the I like the shredder too, but uh, I'm going to might try that other thing uh, just for fun. Yeah. Bryce also had a good life hack. He mentioned about the idea of, you know, in the wintertime where you keep your brush, the brush for your car, the scraper. And so many of us keep it in the car, Mm -hmm. which when the car gets snowed on, then you open your car door, snow falls into the car. He's like, just keep it in the trunk, people. And then you're going to your trunk, you get out your scraper. And you're not having all that snow on the seat. And then speaking of that, that segues into using the heat seater for melted snow. I'm trying to find the listener who says they tried to uh, dry off the seats by using the heat, stu- seat, the seat heat seaters like, like Forche. Yeah. And uh, he ended up with a small electrocution in the uh, posterior region. So he's not <laughs> oh. recommending that. Uh, I'm what trying to find li- out. One of our listeners texted that in, and I'm just trying to find who it was, but it was pretty funny because Fortier was saying he uses the seat warmers to warm up, keep his food warm when he brings it home from takeout. And he, this listener said, I would not recommend that for keeping for, for drying off your car seats when they get wet from snow. Keep your life hacks coming, 204-780-6868, and we will give away a $20 gift card for Santa Lucia just after 9.15. But hey, it's Thursday after 7.30, which means what, Jeff Fortier? Small Town Salute, brought to you by South Beach Casino and Resort, just 30 minutes north on Highway 59. Visit southbeachcasino.ca for updates. And since we aren't going anywhere for the next four weeks at least, we wanted to conduct one of our special editions, Greg, of the Small Town Salute. Yeah, so so many of us grew up in, like Skylar Peters, or have special connections to small towns across our province. We thought this would be an ideal opportunity to hear from you on your hometown, favorite place outside the perimeter, to explore, visit, or live. And we can only extol the virtues of life in Minidosa only so... (laughs) Sorry, who wrote this? I didn't write this. I'm not reading this. You can extol the virtues as many times (laughs) as you want. Don't read it nice and slow. 
We can extol the we virtues. We can extol the virtues, the virtues of, of life in Minnesota only so, so many, many times. times. No, this is what I'm not reading. You can do it every time in this slot is oh, my argument. But oh, oh, I digress. Oh, oh. I love to it's shout It's not the my, grammar. It's the message. <laughs> I love to shout my town's virtues from the rooftops. And now we want to give uh, our fellow listeners a chance to do the same. So call us right now. My small town is amazing because we've got time for five calls one minute each craig and oak bank hello there hello there fabulous oak bank we are so fantastic such a great place to raise a family world-renowned skate park located in oak bank which is so fantastic quick drive up to birds hill park for a walk around and beautiful uh outside scenery we were there last weekend and birds were landing on our hands cool what kind of birds every summer we have chicken days in june sorry chicken days chicken days Mm d-a-z-e in june we have rides come unfortunately this year we didn't but uh wonder shows come and sets up in the arena parking lot and all weekend long, they, the kids get to enjoy a fair. And Craig, before we let you go, they, what's the burger place called? Is it Cedar in Maine? Cedar in Maine. Josh, got to love it out there as well as peppercorns. Doug, it's fantastic. Okay. Craig, hey, thanks for that. That is a, a glowing review for Oak Bank. Let's pretty see. good start. Let's see if Candy can one-up Craig. Candy, where are you? I'm here in Winnipeg. And what's your favorite small town? My favorite small town would be Altona. Jeff Braun territory. Why Altona? I know. Yeah, you know what? We used to go there every summer when we were children for the Sunflower Festival, visited relatives, went to the Sunflower Inn, ate lots of sunflower seeds. Um, I remember one time I was there, I was just a little girl, and my aunt said, Okay, Candy, you can go to the pool. Well, I said I knew where it was. Well, I found the pool. It was a big green elevator. Oops. That wasn't the swimming pool I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) It said pool on the side, right? Like wheat pool, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Candy, thank you so much for that. Uh, Let's try Neil. Neil, what's your favorite small town? Oh, my goodness. My favorite small town is Grand Beach. It is one of the best places on earth. And here's why. Uh, Kids are super safe. Kids have a great time at the community center. The adults take care of everybody kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Especially on an afternoon walk, on a Friday afternoon walk. It's just the best. Wildlife is amazing. And, of course... That white sand, oh, knock your socks off. Literally, it's a great time hanging out at Grand Beach. Grab yourself a crazy Gray's Burger. Uh, yeah, ice cream, the best. Neil, you make me want to go visit Grand Absolutely. Beach right well now. Well done, Neil. Well done, sir. Gail, what's your pick? Gail? Hi. Hi, what's your pick? Garson, Manitoba. Garson. You betcha. We got Gillis uh, Tindallstone Quarries. We have the home of the perfect pierogi. We have our local watering hole, the Garson Hotel. We have a restaurant that serves the best homemade burgers. 
and it's attached to our small little store. We have an arena. We have a community club and all within walking distance of everything. Great town, 30 minutes northeast of Bo- uh, Winnipeg. Can't go wrong. And we also have the owners of Select Show just a mile up the road. Right on, Gail. Thank you so much for that. Garson, Manitoba. Oh, we had someone uh, in uh, Lac du Bonnie, but they've since hung up. So I'll just simply, of course, I can liken everything to, to golf. Lac du Bonnie is home to Granite Hills mm-hmm. Golf Course, which is sensational. And in the Grand Beach area, it's actually Grand Marais at that point, or even Traverse Bay, uh, that would be Grand Pines golf course. Uh, Altona, I guess, would the nearest course be, there's like Morden has the, the course, Minnewasta, Winkler has a course. I haven't been to the Winkler course yet, but uh, hey, that was fun. Well done. Well yes, done, everyone. Go. We got, what do we have? We had Oak Bank, Altona, Garson, Grand, Grand, Grand Beach. Beach. Yes. Amazing. Plus, we've had a couple listeners text in. Someone's giving a shout out to Rivers. Another's giving us a shout out to a second one for Altona. So, oh, I don't know about supporting Altona so much just because of Jeff Braun. But. <laughs> yeah. I always like when we talk to uh, Winkler just to, to make Jeff Braun mad. <laughs> he seethes. Yeah, he really does. Yep. He really it's, does. Like it's genuine. It's not an act. It's not for show. He, he genuinely gets angry when he has to talk about Winkler in any way shape or form, particularly if there's a a, a positive slant to the story, without question. (laughs) We start this hour by talking about how when this pandemic first hit Manitoba back in March, there were many questions raised about the impact it would have on our mental health, on kids with no place to go, and on men or women trapped in an abusive relationship. Yeah, and it really had domestic violence experts speaking out and sharing their concerns that people who need help wouldn't be able to get it. And perhaps because of isolation or being at home together, that violence might escalate. And now there's some numbers to back up at least the fact that people might not be reaching out. From April to September last year, some 1,500 women and children found help at shelters across Manitoba. This year, during that same time frame, that number dropped to about half. And Dina Brock is with Manitoba's Association of Women's Shelters and joins us now. Good morning, Dina. Good morning. We spoke with you several months ago when when concerns were first raised and the question was asked, well, are there fewer calls coming in or fewer people reporting to shelters because potentially, hopefully, there's less violence happening? What's your answer to that? Is it really because people can't reach out or maybe don't need to reach out as much right now? Well, I think we are seeing a number of calls, um, the number of calls increasing now and have been basically ever since April, May of last year. So I, I do believe people were taking the message of stay at home, stay safe at heart, but perhaps weren't really um, in the best position to stay safe. So what we're seeing now is, is has been just a, a very slow, steady increase um, right through, you know, June, July, August, September, October. And it's basically staying the same here in November so far as well. So it's, I believe people understand that, you know, you have to be very careful, especially in the pandemic, how you're um, looking after yourself, but it's not necessarily the safest to stay at home. So we're you know, encouraging people to call the, the domestic violence crisis line. Dino, what are we hearing from victims of violence when they finally do make that call did COVID add to their challenges of getting out or even getting a chance to reach out by phone 
perhaps because their partner was around more and they couldn't make that call or get out of the house to do so? Well, it's interesting. We're actually, uh, there are a number of studies going on right now, um, different research looking at this specifically. But anecdotally, I can say that, yes, there was, um, some people did raise the concern that they they weren't in a position where they can make a phone call. Um, They were being monitored constantly because everybody was at home. But they were able to, to use the text line or they were able to, you know, go outside in the backyard, that sort of thing. So it it obviously did cause more stress for um, anyone who was, was in a position where they were suffering abuse and, and basically couldn't get away from the abusers. So that And that was our concern. How can we ensure people aren't staying in a very unhealthy, unsafe situation when there are options available? Dina, if I know someone who is in an abusive relationship, and I don't, but just asking if I do, if I know somebody in a situation, but they are, that person is reluctant to reach out because of a fear for their own safety, is there anything that I should be doing or should I just back off? Well, I, I think the best thing is to talk to people. If, if you're aware of someone and you're, or you're just not sure what's going on, Try to try to talk to them regularly. Call them every chance you can, or you know, visit them um, safe from safe distance, of course. But try to make contact and ensure that they are safe. Um, and then, if you can open the the conversation, it it doesn't hurt to talk. People need to speak up. Um, and not be afraid to talk about domestic violence. It's there. It exists. It's existed for you know, eons. And I think we have to be willing to have that conversation with everybody and anybody um, just to make it even more out there that it happens and there is services available. Dina Brock is with the Manitoba Association of Women's Shelters joining us live on 680 CJOB. Thank you very much uh, for taking the time to speak to us this morning, Dina. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much too. appreciate talking with you. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, just want to remind you that you can text us at 204-780-6868 for your chance to win a Santa Lucia pizza gift card, $20 worth. We'll give that away just after 9.15. We're asking you to send us your life hacks. And this listener says, getting ready for work in the morning, I've got a drawer of identical socks, one pair of black shoes, backup pair in a box, six or seven long sleeve dress shirts, which go with anything. I can get dressed in the dark, half asleep. So keep those texts coming, 204-780-6868. Coming up next hour, we're also going to discuss something, Greg, that you have found on Twitter. Yeah, I got tagged in a, in a tweet this morning. Also tagged is the Premier of Manitoba, Brian Pallister, from Kurt underscore Shaman. And uh, he says this, it's concern for small business in Manitoba. We need a level playing field. Department stores are, are selling TVs, toys, clothing, and food. They must rope off all areas except groceries. If I can't buy a TV at a small business, you have forced to close. I'm assuming that's directed at the premier. Why can't a department store sell it? So what's your take on that? I'm getting lots of responses on Twitter. We'd love to discuss it, 204-780-6868, if you'd like to text us your thoughts on that. So Tuesday, I was in my car listening to Dr. Brent Rusin listing the new restrictions, which took effect at 12.01 this morning. Included in the restrictions, barber shops and hair salons must close. Now, I was listening to this as I was driving 
to Transcona to get my hair cut. I had an appointment on Tuesday. Joe Porco is my barber. He's the owner of Tony's Barbershop at 118 Regent Avenue West. Tony was Joe's dad, in case you're wondering. wondering. Joe, first of all, good morning to you, sir. Morning. How are you doing? I'm okay, man. So what was your uh, reaction when you heard the news? Uh, I was surprised because I hadn't heard nothing, but uh, kind of been talking about it off and on with my clients and stuff that any moment they could probably shut us down, and it happened. Joe, how many phone calls did you receive on Tuesday from panic uh, customers? I'd say half a dozen to a dozen <laughs> trying to get in, asked if I had room the rest of the day, and I, of course I didn't. I was booked solid. So since you reopened back in the spring, you had those couple couple months of closures, and then you, of course, had the reopening in, in June, I believe it was. What changes did you have to make uh, along the way to adhere to any of the rules or guidelines or just to make yourself or customers feel better and safer? Well, Loren, we had, um, it was a whole different procedure. I mean, my, my job hadn't changed in 37, 36 years, and uh, all of a sudden I had to do a bunch of sanitizing and make sure I had all everything prepared properly. There wasn't much guidelines other than the basic ones, and then we, it was all up to us to figure it out ourselves. So uh, I had to get more tools and more equipment, and um, it was just a whole new thing. The only thing I knew I was doing right was cutting hair, but everything else was basically new to me. Well, and you also, Joe, had to move from three cuts an hour down to two. Uh, so, you know, at first that might not seem like a lot, but when you do the math, it adds up pretty quick. What is that costing you? Yeah, it, uh, it does because I it produ- uh, cut my production down to a third. Uh, I mean, um, two-thirds because I was doing about 26 haircuts a day where I'm down to 18 to 19 now. Um, it does hurt on the bottom line. I mean, I didn't lose business. It just spread my business out more, but I'm just not doing the same production I was, right? So this second shutdown now, Joe, uh, it's going to hurt the bottom line, yes or no? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've never been out of work. Like The first time was six weeks, and now it's going to be at least four. I've never been out of work for 10 weeks like that in my whole career, so uh, there's no doubt there is gonna, the bottom line is going to be different than what I can usually do, right, or have. How do you as a business owner even plan for that, right? Because this is the second shutdown. We don't yeah. know what's coming in the future. And it's easy to say, you know, you hear from financial experts all the time, you know, plan for the worst case scenario, have this nest yeah. egg, have this money in the savings. Nah. But you can only save so much, right, Joe? Right, I mean, how, right, how do you plan? It's true, yeah. I have no idea. I'm on a pretty good situation, right, because we own the building and stuff like that. So I have to pay rent and stuff like that. But not every business is in the same situation. To make up that kind of money, once it's gone, it's gone. You, you don't make up that money. Uh, so I don't really know what to say. Um, I just have to go with it the way it is, right? If I was starting my career out, this would have been a real big hit. And I feel sorry for any of the young guys or young people that are just starting. Uh, they haven't got a chance. So, Joe, you, you when the new restrictions took like when you reopened a few months ago it was obviously a brand new routine for you and i remember i was there the day you were able to reopen and and it was hectic for you because you're having to do all the stuff that you weren't doing before but you you seem to have it down to a pretty good routine now that you've got it all figured out do you ever do you think that maybe you'll be able to go back to the three cuts an hour as opposed to the two no i don't think so brett because once they do get this figured out and there is a vaccine and stuff i mean you guys had it on earlier today about the questioning about do i can i question the guy coming in the shop if you had the vaccine or not so that's not going to go away i mean my procedure i think is going to stay like this for the rest of my career everything will have to be one-time use if you can't sterilize it you have to throw it in the laundry bin so that's not going to change even once we get a vaccine i don't think joe i don't know if there's such a thing as a barber client contempt conf- 
<laughs> confidentiality. <laughs> I get the word out. But um, what are you hearing from your customers? How, how are they feeling about this, this second shutdown? What did you hear on Tuesday? Uh, most of the guys are really... Uh uh, sorry for me. I, you know, I, I try, I've been phoning everyone because I'm pre-booked ahead, so I've just been phoning everybody and telling them that I'm shut. And most of the guys are really uh, sorry, feel sorry for me that this has happened again. I've got a really good uh, bunch of clients, so uh, I'm pretty lucky. Well, it's good to hear that there's some optimism there, Joe. And I know that it's hard to stare, look at the crystal ball and see what the future may hold. And you mentioned that there's other businesses out there that might not survive this kind of shutdown. And there's also the question, too, about, you know, a, a hairstylist has to close, but the the massage therapist can stay open. Did you have any questions about some of those gray areas or did it make sense yeah. to you? Because Dr. Brent Rusin did say, you know, the therapist is uh, a graded medical profession and they have their own set of standards. And so that was kind of the line there. But what was your reaction as a barber? Well, I, I, I understand where he, what, he, what he's saying. I mean, uh, a haircut to most people isn't life and death. <laughs> it, is my, it is my life. I mean, that's how I make my living. But, uh, I mean, you can go without a haircut. But, I mean, if someone needs therapy for massage and stuff like that because they're in a critical condition or whatever i understand that it's just unfortunate that i can't work and they are but that's just the way the ball is bouncing so and joe before we let you go another thing you had to change i guess is uh you you have to like each time you you put on what do you call it uh the the gown yeah chair cloth yeah yeah so you 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 could reuse those before but now it's basically one one use per person Yeah, one per person, yeah. So I'm doing laundry every day now. I mean, at every salon or barbershop is doing the same thing. Well, they're supposed to be. Um, I've got, I was doing laundry once a week, where I'm doing laundry five times a week now. Joe Porco is my barber. He's the owner of Tony's Barbershop at 118 Regent Avenue West. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time. Appreciate it, man. You're welcome. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you. My next appointment is scheduled for December 8th, Joe, so hopefully we'll see you then. I've been going to see Joe since I was 11 years old. By the way, so is he, is he your therapist? I want to know. Yeah, yeah, he, he he can play therapist. He talks sports. He's a Blue Bomber season ticket holder. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, he's heard about all my trials and tribulations over the years. Bartenders if, if, and barbers, right? Yeah. If I want to know anything that's going on in Transcona, I just know I look at my calendar and go, "Ah, oh, I'm going to see Joe," and we he'll, he'll know what's going on. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Question of the day, cjob.com. Brought to you by CreditAid, helping Manitobans get out of debt since 1992. Visit creditaid.ca, call 204-987-6890. And just please note the wording of the question because it's throwing a lot of people off on Twitter. Sometimes you try to keep something simple and end up making things more complicated, I guess. But the question is, do you plan to keep socializing to just your household while Manitoba is in level red? And a lot of people, I think, are reading it. Do you plan to just, do you plan to keep socializing? So log on to cjob.com or on Twitter at 680CJOB and just make sure you take a second to read the question in full and hopefully it doesn't throw you off. Uh, we just heard from my barber, Joe, from Tony's Barbershop in Transcona. Barbershops and salons have to close, but unlike the last shutdown, therapeutic treatment can continue, such as massage therapy. Rosario Cesario is the owner of the Pure Escape Massage Therapy at 698 Cord. And Rosario, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, everyone. Were you relieved that you can remain open? Um, I, I was relieved. I was also surprised. You know, I, we were prepared either way. Whichever way they were going to go, we were we were prepared to do whatever uh, had to be done. Why were you surprised, Rosario? Is it because back in the spring you you had to close, or or what was going on? Yeah, like I thought for 
what was going to happen was just everything got shut down again. I thought we were going right back to March, you know, so I was kind of surprised that, um, you know, we, that some were, some businesses were allowed to stay open and we were, we were lucky enough to be one of them. Well, I'm in the middle of uh, getting some therapy right now for an injury I sustained. And I, when I first heard this on, on Tuesday, Rosario, I was, I was panicked myself because I don't know how I would get through every other day without uh, the physiotherapy I'm receiving right now. Yeah, and I mean that's uh, that's what we've been hearing from our clients as well is how very happy they were. Um, yesterday night, I went in to you know do my nightly cleaning <laughs> that I do every night, uh, and I I was hesitant to check my answering machine because I was. I was a little worried. How is how is this going to go? You know, and that was kind of the litmus test for me. And I went. I checked messages. No cancellations um, and calls for appointments. And just sitting there for an hour, I booked almost a dozen appointments. So clients were very happy. I talked to every single client, asked them how they were doing, um, and uh, then they just said, "We're so happy that." massage therapy was allowed to remain open because we need to come in. What services are you allowed to offer? Because you don't, you do more than just massage at the pure escape when you're at full uh, throttle, so to speak. Yeah, we were a full uh, spa setting, but uh, we have pretty much closed down um, everything except massage therapy. So we are only doing massage therapy. Uh, we have pretty, we've shut down our whole aesthetic department. Uh, and I just thought it was too dangerous what they did uh, to continue doing that service. So I've completely shut it down. So then what, what does that mean for your business, Rosario? What sort of impact that it, is that financially in terms of, A, that first hit that you took in the spring, and then, of yeah. course, the, the hit you'll take now not having that full service option? You know, it's uh, overall, it's a percentage of your revenue, and it's uh, something clients uh liked having as a service in combination with you know it was a kind of a one-stop shop for clients to come in and and have uh, uh, multiple services done at the same time for themselves um so we we've lost that but at the same time we're focusing on what we do best and it's massage therapy and treating clients and giving them a service that they tell us they really need right now and that's what we're going to focus on so you know yeah, lost revenue over the danger and the stress. Um, I'm good with it. <laughs> you know, Rosario, I can I can sense that you're the type of person, and based on what you do for a living and all that, your core value is just uh, what helps make people get better. And and the belief is here that if we just stay home and we slow things down, we install this circuit breaker, that eventually more of us are going to stay healthy. Less Manitobans yeah. are going to get COVID-19, and that sounds as though you're okay with that approach uh, for the health of a majority of us. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm okay. Like I said, uh, we I was prepared either way, uh, full close down or, you know, being allowed to stay open, great. You know, we, again, enhanced the cleaning procedures and safety. It was always paramount uh, for the clients coming in and the staff. So uh, stick with what we're doing, you know, make sure that we're doing it right all the time and make it a safe place to come into. Give people one hour in, in these four walls that we're going to bring them into our room to just forget about what is going on 
out of those four walls and enjoy something for themselves for one hour and get some therapeutic treatment. Um, you know, it's, it's tough what we're doing. Um, uh, when we came back, we were scared. There was stress, anxiety, um, you know, like personally, I had a panic attack one day um, and I shared it with my staff. I actually wrote it all out. I told them how I felt and it was very difficult, but I wanted them to know you're not alone. Like this is happening. It's, there's a mental struggle as well. And we have to acknowledge that too. And I wanted them to know we're all in this together and together. We're strong individually. We're not. So let's stick together and, and do it for each other. Rosario Cesario, the owner of the Pure Escape Massage Therapy, 698 Cord. And Rosario, thank you so much for the time. No problem. Thank you, guys. Stay safe. And I got to book an appointment. That reminds me to see Rosario again because uh, my shoulder still kind of sore. He helped me out huge earlier this year and fixed it up pretty good. But it's, uh, you know, could just use a little refresher. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, we're talking life hacks today because a grocery clerk in Brandon has solved the mystery on how to open the produce bags without licking your finger. And it's just simple. You, you take the, the bag, we're on the, the open end where it's supposed to open, put it between your hands, and just rub your hands together a la the Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi, before he gets ready to apply his magic trick or whatever that fixed da- Daniel-san so he could go on to defeat Johnny from the Cobra Kai. But we also had some other people saying, well, I actually bring a, a wipe with me, like a Lysol wipe, and just keep that in my cart, and then I use that to get my fingers wet. Uh, but... Don and Greg, maybe you could. I'm trying to figure this one out. I am too. Okay, Don texted us to say if you have LED taillights, remove the light, install seven centimeters of fishing line behind it, and then replace the light. The slipstream as you drive whips the fishing line, reducing snow buildup on the lights. So, does that mean the light that the line is sort of tied into the light but hanging out? Yes, I guess the, the, the lens cover, yeah, kind of sandwiches or pierces it or pinches it into place. Okay. And the LED lights, because we see this on our traffic signals, now that they're LED, they don't generate any heat. Oh, boy, yeah. So they don't melt, melt the snow. So I think that's that's what we're uh, dealing with here with some of our uh, tail lights on our vehicles. Okay. Uh, that That's a neat trick. I, catch up in a bottle. Catch up in a new bottle before removing the cap. Knock it upside down into the cap before opening, then when you remove the cap, the ketchup will flow. Isn't that part of the fun, though, Loren, is waiting for it? Didn't they say the best things come to those who wait? Anticipation. It's it's so agonizing just to watch that ketchup drip its way out. No, I'm always forever banging the bottle trying to speed things up. You know me, I don't have patience for that. (laughs) I would love to see Loren take on a brand new ketchup bottle. Come on! I'm hungry! But uh, Loren, Cody is our winner. What did Cody suggest? So Cody writes, hey guys, my life hack for myself. I live in cottage country, so typically I'm not near a microwave around to heat up my lunch. So we, quote, dash cook our lunches by putting them on the dash, turning up the heat to full blast for a few minutes. And I, I gotta be honest, my husband does this too when he's out on the road, and I've never bought it. Like, he'll grab the leftover spaghetti and be like, oh, I'll just cook it on the dash. I was like, well, first of all, you're not cooking it. And I really don't know how much warmer it can be getting with that, but he says it, it's Fairly effective. Like warm-ish, I think, is the goal. 
Meatball Cody, maybe you can dash cook some leftover pizza. <laughs> you are our winner. $20 gift card, Santa Lucia pizza coming your way, Cody. Thank you for that life hack, and thanks for all your texts at 204 780 Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think. And hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global. And on Instagram, at McNab on CJOB. Talk soon.